Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of Not For The Dinner Table. <laughs> Woo! I'm glad you did that quick, because it was going. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> it was going in I my couldn't hands. tell by your face whether it was going Oops. too quickly or it wasn't coming out at all. <laughs> you had that sort of look of panic that could be either that we weren't going to be able to drink the Prosecco or we were going to be drinking it whilst I was still... Uh, going through my introduction. Aww. Anyway, welcome everybody. Welcome. Welcome to episode 13. Unlucky for some. Unlucky for some. Hopefully not unlucky for us. Hopefully not, apart from this dog again. Yes. Welcome Lolly. Welcome Lolly, wherever you are. Or She's is run she? Off my... Ooh, that was a nice little creak as well. Very oh, in keeping chair, with the theme of the evening. Is it the chair or is it a ghostly goings on? Oh, there you are. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You I don't know why I've given us pussy, pussy, gay, gay <laughs> measures <laughs> I today. I feel like you <laughs> need to take a like half that. a glass. Just a little aperitif. Amuse bouches, if you will. Amuse bouche. Amuse your bouche with that, Dave. <laughs> 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 oh, it nearly came out of my I nose. I think um, this is going to be a regular thing now. I'm going to just go and let the dog out. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so what are we covering today? Today we are covering ghost stories. Woohoo! We are back to where it all began. This 13 is one of episodes my later. Favourite topics that oh, we do. It was just so much fun to like get back into researching ghosts again. Yeah. I just love definitely. it. I love all of like finding something that you're like, oh, I've never heard of that yeah. before. I mean, I suppose I feel like that with all of the research that we do, but I don't know. I like, mm. well, we both like. The ghostliness of paranormal, don't oh, we? Oh, yes. Probably more than Anything else. Anything. So. <laughs> so. Well, I suppose, I mean, for me, it's probably UFOs. Well, yeah. Is, is up there, if not more. Mm. So you can be the oh, yeah. ghostologist like and I'll be the ufologist. Okay. Ghostologist. Ghostologist. Okay. I like that. Hauntologist. <gasps> oh. Hauntology is a thing. Horn. Horn dog. No, hornbag. Horn <laughs> corn dog and hornbag. Is that right? I said, I'm talking about hauntology. That is in haunting. What are you talking about? I feel like we have already. What is happening? What is in I this just, prosecco? Do you know what? I just took it from. Took what? I don't understand what you're talking about. Like back up. What is happening? I don't know. Where did you get a hornbag from? <laughs> said hauntologist oh okay hauntologist and immediately I thought <laughs> horn bag from um oh from Captain Kim, Kim. Yeah. Oh, you're but such then a you're such a horn bag but then I got it wrong and said horn dog <laughs> and then I said corn dog <laughs> and then I said horn bag <laughs> Oh, amazing. Oh, great. <laughs> so, so, what's going on, Dave? Have you had a good week? I've had a really busy week. Yeah, me. Um, yeah, it's been proper hectic with work. But it's Saturday. It is. Time for a bit of recording, time for a bit of booze. Yeah. And maybe even a not for the dinner table boogie. Well, definitely not for the dinner table boogie. We're going to boogie our asses off. Yeah, we have one hour to get this recorded. We're going so out that... dancing, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We're going dancing. You make me feel like dancing. 
What's wrong with me tonight? I don't know. You have one sip. I've literally had one sip. Unless you were drinking like gin and tonics when you said they were water. (laughs) I wasn't. I really wasn't. How are you? How's your week? I'm well. Again, like you, very busy, but I'm very well. I feel like I'm a bit OTT now. I don't know what's just happened to me now you've switched the thing on. I love it. It's like your alter ego has arrived. No. Who is she? What's her name? Well, oh, we know. We know. <laughs> we'll introduce her at some point. <laughs> um, would you like to go first, David, or do you want me to? Um, I think I went first last episode. Did with you? Weird weather. Yes, I think you did. So I think it's your turn to go first. Okay. So I've got two little presents for you today. <gasps> I before love we um, before we they start, make me happy. Um, and one is well, I've been to Tintin Abbey and Goodrich Castle, Ooh. which I have already posted on Insta a picture of Tintin Abbey, um, and they are my ghostly stories for today. Yeah. But when I was there, I found this amazing pencil oh with a little word. tiny Tintin Abbey <gasps> on the top. I love it. It's so cute. It's so cool. Yeah. So I thought you would like that. I do. I love that. As a little prezi. Thanks. And then yeah. when I was in the co-op the other yeah. day, I was thinking about our podcast and yeah. ghost stories and yeah. things like that. Wandering around, getting some Barney Bears for Ernie. Yeah. And look what I found. Oh, my word. It's a disco cat ball. Oh my gosh, this is our first ever piece of yeah. ghost hunting kit. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting. Amazing. Push the button, it flashes. So a, a disco oh. cat ball is a see-through ball with lots of little LED coloured lights in. And when you press the button on it, it turns it on. And if the if the ball moves at all, the lights start flashing. So a lot of ghost kits, ghost hunter kits, have them in. And uh, I've bought one for Dave for our first piece of, not for the dinner table, ghost hunting equipment. Uh, Amazing. I love it. I'm glad. Um, So so before, actually, before we get started, I do have, I feel like I had another paranormal experience (gasps) the other day. Did you? Yeah. And I want to talk to you about it. Yes. So actually it happened last night. So... We had gone to bed. Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> to begin with, I thought I heard like dripping, like drip, 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 like yeah. that. And I was like, oh, maybe the shower in our ensuite is dripping. Like, leaking. Oh, sweet. Our ensuite. Who am I? <laughs> dripping off your chandelier. <laughs> I thought there was a leak coming through off the chandelier. And I was ever so worried that I'd have to get in touch with the butler to come and sort it out at such an ungodly hour. Well. However, it wasn't that. Um, It was like Matt in his sleep was like breathing and then it'd be like... Like that. And I was like, oh, I can't do anything about that. But that wasn't the paranormal bit. He was tongue clicking. Yeah, he was like like Alyssa Redwood's (laughs) tongue bark. <laughs> during my sleep, <laughs> we had watched RuPaul's Drag Race that night, so oh, maybe, maybe that's that was what why. it was. <laughs> he was just really He's channeling. He was Alyssa. channeling Lissa. Yeah. Um, but when, like, in our room, we've got blackout blinds 
and then like our blind. So it is mm. always quite dark, but you can usually see like um, like a crack of light coming in from the other rooms of the house, like the other windows okay, of the house onto yeah. the landing. So like when your eyes adjust and things, you can pretty much uh, see what's going on. And like Monty's bedroom is like our little study. So yeah. that's where he goes to sleep. And like I could hear him like snuffling, um, sort of waking up a bit. And sort of I looked towards the door and I could not see anything. Oh my like, God. Like I couldn't see like the, the no crack light. into the hallway. It was like this huge black mass was like in front of the door. And I just like stared at it for ages and was like as if sort of waiting for, I thought maybe my eyes need time to adjust because like I've just woken up from sleep. Yeah. So I probably stared at it for about three to five minutes and was just like, I still can't see the door. I still can't see the oh, door. Weird. I still can't see the door. And then it got to the Were point you where I was like... definitely awake? Yeah, I was absolutely 100% awake. Yeah. Because I checked the, the clock and it was like about 10 past five in the morning. Okay. And so then I sort of got to the point where I was like, as I continued to look at it, I was like, mm, I'm going to probably start to get myself a bit worried and freaked out. Yeah. So I was just like, just, just, just turn over and just, just forget sleep. about it. But how yeah. weird is that? That's like really that's weird. never happened. And we definitely didn't have the door shut. Mm. But it, it was like the only thing I can think of it was like you know um, in our when we went to the ancient Ramit Inn. Yeah. And there was like uh, I said I saw like a black mass in front of you. Yeah. It was like that. In front of the door. Yeah. Weird. I know. Because it's not like you live in... No, I live in a new build. You live in a new build which has got lots of street lighting around it. So it's not like it's really pitch black outside and there would it would just be like a really dark night and nothing was coming no. in. Oh, weird. Yeah. How exciting. Go to the new house. Um, well, I'll be putting this out. Yeah. Put your little disco Put cat ball disco out. Disco cat ball out. And then I'll be like, oh my God, it's going off. It's going yeah, off. Yeah, you'd shit your pants. Yeah. Don't do that. I'll just ring you straight away. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm coming round. <laughs> I'll be like, bring the sage, bring the sage. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, that's ace. Over to you. Thank you. Right. For our trip. So I'm going to talk about Tintin Abbey. I'm going to give you a little bit of background on Tintin Abbey and then tell you the story. Okay. So Tintin Abbey was founded in 1131 by Walter de Clare, Lord of Chepstow. Lovely. It's situated in Tintin, which is in Monmouth, a village in Monmouth on the Welsh bank of the River Wye, because the opposite side is English. So the Welsh bank of the river. It was the first sisters, sisters, I can't say it. Catholic Order of Priests, <laughs> I'm not even going to even attempt to say, uh, in Wales, and only the second in Britain after Waverley. Oh. Hmm. It fell into ruin after the dissolution of the monasteries. Damn you, Henry VIII. Back to that schism. Back to the schism um, in the 16th century. But it is now visited by 70,000 people a year. Wow, that's, that's incredible, loads. isn't it? Yeah. A lot of people for a little tiny village. Yeah. A uh, little fun fact about Tintin Abbey. It was the the setting for the 1969 Flirtations music video, Nothing But Heartache. How does that go? Don't know. No, nor me. <laughs> and I don't know this one either. And the 1988 Iron Maiden video, Can I Play With Madness? Don't know that one either. Is that the one that's like, can I? 
Have yeah. they just made that up? No, I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> we'll Google them later. Yeah. We'll ask the DJ to put them on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is the story, or here goes the story of Tintin Abbey. According to legend, a group of young men had come to see the Abbey and decided to dig for antiquities. They apparently discovered two skeletons and decided to celebrate their discovery by holding a feast in the ruins. As they set about laughing and joking and feasting, the skies drew dark and the lightning started all around, followed by thunder which seemed to shake the hills. A mist began to shroud the abbey. The men saw a gleam of light in the mist and it seemed to grow in size and create the outline of a a mail-clad knight, a chain-mail-clad knight. Slowly, figures of cowled monks and abbots began to take shape around the knight. The revellers sat frozen in horror, each man knowing they had disturbed the resting place of Strongbow, Gilbert Fitz. Gilbert de Clare, Earl of Pembroke, who is buried at uh, Tintin Abbey. Is that what the cider's named after? Yeah, Strongbow. Strongbow cider. (laughs) I don't know whether it is, but it'd be cool if it was. Yeah. I feel that they should just adopt that. (laughs) They should, yeah. The Dark Knight of Tintin Abbey, Strongbow. Yeah. Suddenly, there was a break in the storm and the knight raised his gauntlet-clad hand and pointed to the door with his sword. As the revellers fred, fled, fred, <laughs> they looked back to see what looked like a small whirlwind. I love a whirlwind. I can't tell a story without one in it. No, no. Swoop down and fling their feast far outside of the abbey walls. Um, so there is no written record of when this tale began and it's simply part of the folklore attached to the Abbey. Um, but there's been lots of people who have seen monks in the Abbey. There was a lot of black death in the Abbey when yeah. the monks were there and a lot of them were buried on the ground of the Abbey. Um, what the monks had the plague? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And obviously Gilbert's buried there as well. And then there was a lady called Rosie, who um, I showed you a photograph earlier, who apparently caught a ghost monk on camera. Yeah. Was that the first photo? No, the second second photo. Yeah, yeah. Um, which does look, her photograph does look like there's someone stood in front of the door. I mean, it looks like a cowled figure, doesn't it? Does, it does, like yeah. A, a but up. then when you see the door in the daytime, yes. you see that it's just a sub-door in the door. Yeah. And it's shaped sub-door. the same. Sub-door. <laughs> Hashtag sub-door. <laughs> I love that term. Oh, sub-door. Not if you haven't sub-door got a sub-door before. in your door, then who even are you? It's a cat flap. A sub door. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, that's not cat flap. No, that's my sub door. Yeah, it's my sub door. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's my sub door. Uh, so when I went to Tintin Abbey, yeah. Um, obviously, I knew of this story, and then when I went there, I asked the um, people who let me in, and I said, <laughs> <laughs> "Is that what they're called? <laughs> the people who let me in?" <laughs> What are they called? Attendants. 
Attendants. Okay, I'll call them. Ask my attendants to let me into Tintinape. They're not your attendants. The attendants of Tintinape. So I asked the attendants of Tintinape to let me in. And uh, I also asked them. I've just got like visions of you like stood there. Like like, banging on the sub door. up right now. (laughs) Let Let me me in. in. Um, So I asked them. I said, do you know of any ghost stories? And there were three of them there and they shut me down straight away. They were like, no, no ghost stories. And then there was one guy who was there and he was like, oh, well, there is one. But it was only because all these, the blokes in the beginning of the stories, the ones who went to the Abbey to look for antiquities. Yeah. He was like, oh, it's just a load of drunk men. He was like, there wasn't any ghosts. And there's never been anything weird happen here, ever. And I was like, why are you so positive about that i think you're hiding something from yeah. me anyway what if there's a secret society based <laughs> well out of you don't Abbey know you don't do you mind. um so i went and took loads and loads of pictures you and did. i've got an orb on one of my pictures you have. which i'm really chuffed with I i've know. never taken a picture and there's an orb on there it was so weird like you sent it through to me and i was like wow i didn't see it until i came home and it's definitely like, for, for me, I don't think it looks like a flare of any kind where like, no. you, I mean, where you've caught like a piece of metal or something no. that's then like bounded off Well, it's off like flash. halfway up a door. So, it's yeah. It's really weird. It is weird. Obviously, I'll post that on Instagram. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's my first story, oh, Tintin Abbey. Little I ghosty story there. And then, uh, after we've been to Tintin, we drove over to Goodrich Castle. Yes. So, obviously, these places are quite local to me. And I love a good local ghost story. You do. So, I thought, I'm going to do Goodrich Castle as well. So, little bit of background on Goodrich. It stands high on a rock outcrop and it has a pale red keep of sandstone constructed in the middle of the 12th century. Mm. The original Godric's castle was established in 1095 by Godric Marpleston, who held the manor at the time of the Doomsday Survey of 1086. So um, he lived in on the site and then built the castle around it, which is amazing. Uh, Today, the keep is 60 foot high, but originally it was much, much higher. And it's such a striking place. If you've ever driven by it, it's right on the bend of the River Wye and it's fabulous. Why are you mm. laughing at me? You have to go, do you have to go over a bridge? <laughs> yeah. To get to it. Yeah, you do. Oh. <laughs> During the 15th century, it was home to the Earl of Shrewsbury, but then, however, became unoccupied by the 16th century, unfortunately. Stop laughing. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Something sorry, happened I'm... under the bridge to me. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave is now going to rip the piss out of me. No, I won't. Carry it. on. So the early trees moved Nothing bad, in. I have to say, happened under the bridge. Early trees moved in. <laughs> <laughs> Although long neglected, Goodrich withstood the siege of 1646. And this is where our story begins. Ooh. Right. During the siege, Alice Birch, the niece of a parliamentarian officer, took refuge in the castle with her royalist lover, Charles Clifford, 
when it became apparent that the fortress would not withhold the bombardment for much longer, Clifford and his lover mounted his horse and under the cover of darkness spurred the horse out of the castle and broke through the roundhead's ranks. So they escaped. Unfortunately, when they reached the river, the rain was so heavy, obviously very stormy night. Mm -hmm. They always are. Yeah, obviously. Um, And the banks of the river had swollen. So where it would be quite low and shallow for the horse to cross, it was very high and very fast flowing. And unfortunately, the horse was swept away from underneath them and they were swept away to their death. Oh, gosh. Now, these two lovers have been spotted on several occasions on stormy nights um, and... The phantom horse has also been spotted. Oh, wow. And this has been, like, documented so many different times. And my favourite one is when one of the, um, I'm going to say keepers of the castle, but uh, he's like like a groundsman of the castle, was locking up one night on a stormy night. And he heard shouting down at the riverbank, like proper shouting, was him, man in a woman's voice, shout, shout, shout. And then all of a sudden heard like kaploosh, they fell in and then saw bodies being swept down the river. And he actually rang the police and said, can you come out? Two people have just fallen in the river um, and you need to come and find them. And obviously nothing there. It was the ghosts. Well, apparently it was the ghosts. They never found any bodies. Yeah. Which you would, because the River Wye, you know. Well, it gets quite shallow in places, Yeah, very. So they would have been washed up somewhere if it had have been real humans going in and not ghosts. That's crazy. Yeah. One of the other questions I have, it's like, why is it that horses are like the most common animal to like come back yeah, as ghosts. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Because when I was looking at stories for this, there were quite a few um, haunted carriage Yeah, like haunted well. carriages. Because or... there's a haunted carriage in the village of Tintin, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But it's like horses, like you never, never, or never See a haunted of... dog. No, or a duck. Or a duck, yeah. A little mice. Little mice. No. little haunted mice no i know so um so those are my stories anyway awesome. i hope you I enjoyed those. them i did they and were also really cool. when i went to goodrich castle they were so helpful i have to say they were very Good. enthusiastic about ghosts of yeah. the castle they're potentially doing something for halloween aren't yes they? and potentially we are going to go and uh be part of it i know which would be really fun yeah. so keep your eyes peeled for more on that because yeah. it could be like our first live show or something oh yeah we could do some live like we could do like a live show from goodrich castle or is it awesome. tintin abbey no, no goodrich, goodrich castle. castle yeah oh, tintin abbey where that'd be crazy they poo-pooed me they poo-pooed you they poo-pooed my ghostliness <laughs> <laughs> They did. Were you like, excuse me, I'm a well-renowned hauntologist. I, I was I'm a like, well-renowned hornbag. Horn <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. They were like, oh, I yeah, I'm in. <laughs> we know you. Oh, you're the hornbag. <laughs> oh, I love that. Fill me up and can that be just you. a little bit bigger than the last one? It ones? will be bigger, I promise. Thank I'm you. very sorry. That's okay. I seem to have lost my Prosecco touch. 
Yes, so... Um, I really enjoyed those. Thank very you, exciting. So. Yeah. <laughs> very exciting. Yeah. Uh, Goodrich was great, though. And we also, we have to take a little trip to Tintin Abbey because that is just beautiful. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> just spilling my Prosecco everywhere. Cheers! Cheers. Mmm... Well done. Okay. So it's my turn. So I don't, haven't been to two places. Oh. And I haven't been to this place oh. that I'm going to talk to you about. But I'm going to talk to you about Yester Castle, also known as Goblin Ha or Ooh. Goblin Hall. Not something else. <laughs> Not Goblin Hall. <laughs> No. How did you know that's what because I was Because we have been friends for an extremely long period of time. <laughs> so, Yester Castle is a ruined castle which sits to the southeast of the village of Gifford in East Lothian in Scotland. Ooh. The only remaining complete structure is the subterranean Goblin Ha, or Hobgoblin Ha, known as Goblin Hall. Yeah. Yester Castle is reported to be one of Scotland's most notorious haunted castles. So a little bit about how Yester Castle came to be. Yeah. The barony of Yester was granted by King William the Lion. Oh, wow. Yes, I know. To Hugo de Gifford, a Norman immigrant. (laughs) The original stone keep, which I've shown you was built before 1267 and is rumoured to have been built by Sir Hugo. Yeah, it looks amazing. Sir Hugo also served as a guardian to the young Alexander III, who would go on to become King Alexander of Scotland. This is when it takes a bit of a strange turn. So Sir Hugo... Sir Hugo? Sir Hugo. Sir... Sir... No, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) We're just not very good at accents. Don't do it. Uh, Sir Hugo de Gifford was said to be a magician and a necromancer and was known as the Wizard of Yester. Not from Gifford Circus. No. No. Apparently, he made a pact with the devil for magical powers and was able to raise a magical army of goblins to defend the castle, which is why it was called Goblin Hall. That's amazing. Yes. The vaulted Gothic chamber built under the croft of the castle was said to be built for the purpose of sorcery. To keep the goblins in? Well, it's rumoured that the vaults were actually built by the goblin army. Oh my God! Yes, so that Sir Hugo could practice his black magic. The Gothic vaults are the only sort of surviving part of... Um, Yester's Castle that you can still go to to this day. Can you actually go inside You can actually go inside to the main chamber that is said to be where all the magic like all the magic happens. All the magic happens. So yes but the reason why they think it was built by goblins is there are really tiny doors that are also built into the vaults. So like there's like. A sub door. They're they're not they're not doors within doors. They're not sub doors, but they're, they're just sort independent of like yeah, doors. tiny goblin doors. Wow. Yes. So there's two stories surrounding the Wizard of Yester himself. Mm. So the first is when 
King Alexander Returns to the Wizard. So, King Alexander III returned to the Wizard of Yester to seek guidance on how to succeed in a battle against the Norwegians who had taken back, um, sorry, he had taken back King Alexander, the Western Isles, and had come to the attention of King Harkin of Norway, who was readying a fleet to send into battle. The Wizard of Yester told the king that he couldn't tell him the future, but elves could help him as they could see the future, though he warned the king that elves would only give their knowledge to those they fear. The wizard had attempted to summon an elf, but the elf didn't fear the wizard and so wouldn't give him his knowledge. Oh, sure thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. He told the king to venture to a hill at midnight alone and blow his horn to summon the elf. Oh, when it arrived, <laughs> as in like, yeah. Why are you making all of the Wizard of Yester stories so dirty? Dirty Wizard of Yester. <laughs> when you're gonna, I didn't say when anything. the elf arrived, he was to charge at it with his lance. Dirty tale of the Wizard of Yester. <laughs> so King Alexander <laughs> went to the hill alone, yep. blew his horn, and the elf emerged. <gasps> but the elf emerged as King Edward of England, oh. who couldn't have been there because he, he was away on the Crusades. Oh. King Alexander charged the elf and dismounted him from his ghostly steed oh another ghostly horse indeed and so the elf feared king alexander Ah. and told him what he knew he told king alexander that the norwegians would fall and that king harkin would never make it home but that the greatest threat to scotland was not from the west or east which way is norway East. east not from the east but from the south king alexander left happy knowing that he would beat the Norwegians. According to legend, on that night, King Alexander had a graze on his cheek from the elf's lance. Ah. And every night, every year on the night where he met the elf, the wound would reopen and it would bleed anew and it never <gasps> properly healed. Oh, Weird. King Alexander did indeed beat the Norwegians and King Harkin did die at sea before he could retreat back to Norway. But shortly after King Alexander died, his death was said to be a precursor to the invasion of England into Scotland because the English saw that the Scottish were weak now that King Alexander had died. Oh, so he got defeated by the scythe. He did. (gasps) But I like that there were elves and wizards in that one. Yeah, that's awesome. So the second one is the legend of the Colston pair. So Sir Hugo, or the wizard of Yester, had a daughter. There's no mention I could find of his wife. And so I put, maybe it was one of the hobgoblins. Yeah, maybe. His daughter Margaret was to marry Brown of Colston. Sir Hugo, or the wizard, gave Brown a hand-picked pear and told him that if anything were to happen to the fruit, it would spell disaster for his family. <sighs> Taking the message to heart, Brown encased 
the pair in a silver box and Kate kept it safe. And so the Brown family prospered. You know, Was it a real pair? Yeah. You know what's coming. A few hundred years later, yeah. on her wedding night, oh. the fiancé of Sir George Brown, so ancestors down yeah. the line, decided to remove the pear from its casket. Oh, no. The fruit looked as though it had just been picked. Oh. And so the woman took a bite. What a silly bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Misfortune quickly befell the family. Sir George amassed enormous gambling debts and was forced to sell the estate to his brother Robert. But Robert didn't fare too well either, I'm afraid to say. Oh no. Robert and his two sons were killed soon after they inherited the or bought the estate on their way to Edinburgh. They were swept away in a flash flood. Oh, God. Like the lovers of Goodrich. Yeah. Swept away. I know. The last male heir of the Colston family died in destitution in 1718. And it is said that the pair turned as hard as rock after the bite was taken and is still in the Colston house to this day. No. Yeah. So I tried to search like for like images yeah. or photos, but I couldn't find, find anything. Unfortunately. So That's God... awesome. Yeah. So there's more. Oh. Yeah, there's more. Goblin Ha's reputation for magic and enchantment was immortalized in paper by Sir Walter Scott who mentioned the subterranean vault in his epic poem, Marmion. Oh. I think that's how you say it. Marmion. And so it goes like this. Of lofty roof and ample size, beneath the castle deep it lies, to hew the living rock profound, the floor to pace, the arch to round. There never toiled a mortal arm, it all was wrought by word and charm. I love that. I love that too. So as I said, the chamber can still be accessed to this day and ghost hunters have apparently experienced mysterious lights and sounds um, that only seem to emanate from the hall at night. Haunted Scotland has investigated and they investigated in 2013. They've got a YouTube video, so we'll post that to Twitter to see what you think. And they caught EVPs, shadows... And they said that they felt strange goings on in the chamber. I mean, I've watched the video and when they're going down into the chamber, like something does move Mm. across the camera. Goblins. And like the girl's like, oh, look, yeah, we've just got ectoplasm. Oh. But it could be breath because it's Scotland. It's going to be cold. It's nighttime. But then there is like this strange, weird EVP, like halfway through the video They've separated it out on their website, so we'll post the link to that as well. But in the video, you have to listen really carefully. It's probably towards about the five minute mark. But they say, like, one of them goes, sit down here. And then they hear this, like, voice just come on the recording. It's really bizarre, but it's like you can't understand what it's saying. It's almost like... Talking in goblin language. Yeah, it's goblin. (gasps) Goblin, 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 gobbledygook. Gobbledygook. So... Though it is claimed to be haunted, I couldn't find who it is haunted by. There was no sort of real ghost stories yeah. as to whether it was the wizard, 
the himself goblins. or whether it was the goblins. So I searched and searched until I found one. Oh. Um, I found this ghost story and it was really, really short. So I've t- tried to embellish it slightly. Oh, I love uh, it. Tried to add to it. So here goes. This ghost story was titled Don't Wander After Dark. Oh. It was a dark and misty night, as they usually are, when a man, we'll call him Gary, was really? out walking with only his head torch and the moonlight to guide his way. He was a tourist on holiday and trying to make the most of his time, he had gone for another walk after his evening meal. As he made his way through a wooded area, he caught a glimpse of something ancient within the mist. As he peered desperately, he made out the silhouette of the castle he'd seen on the map and heard the locals tell tales of. Gary had longed to see it bathed in the moonlight glow. He had been ensnared by the tales of sorcery and hobgoblins and knew that he needed to see it for himself. He pressed on, moving deeper into the misty darkness and closer to the castle. A figure appeared in the distance. It materialised through the mist and moved towards him in an otherworldly manner, gliding over the muddy ground. Its robe billowed behind it. Gary's heart quickened as the figure neared. The tales of the strange magic associated with the castle and the legend of the wizard who lived there popped into his head. But it wasn't possible that this was the wizard. He had lived hundreds of years ago. He calmed his quickened breath and shouted into the darkness. Sure that whomever was playing a prank on him would stop and show themselves. His protest echoed into the mist and lingered within it as the figure grew closer. Before he could turn to run, the hooded figure was upon him and Gary's blood ran cold. Even this close, he could still see no face under the hooded robe. His head torch shone into a blackness void where the face should be, and Gary finally realised that whomever this figure was meant him harm. (gasps) In an instant, the hooded figure's arm emerged, taut and mottled skin drawn tight over bone and sinew, long yellow fingernails curled like claws. The figure grasped Gary's arm and in an instant all light was extinguished. His eyes attempted to adjust to the lack of light but the darkness consumed them. He could feel his arms and legs bound and the coldness of the stone table seeping through his clothes. His breath quickened again and he attempted to call out but his voice, like his sight, were lost to the darkness. He breathed deeply through his nose and an acrid smell burnt into the back of his throat. It smelled like rotten eggs. He could hear creatures scurrying around in the darkness, too large to be rats. And as he turned his head to the noise, he saw two gleaming red eyes peering in the darkness. It was the last thing he saw. (gasps) No one reported Gary's disappearance for a long time as he was visiting alone from another country. When it was finally reported, local police and volunteers searched the area he had stayed. One man had said they'd seen Gary and heard him say he wanted to visit Yester Castle at night to see if the legends were true. My God. Gary's body was found shortly afterwards near the ruin of the castle 
The, pre the precise cause of death was unknown, Ooh. although it was visibly clear that the man had been tortured in many ways. Oh, my God. Deep cuts were found across his body and his fingers, tongue and one of his eyes had been removed, a Ooh. stone left in its place. In addition to the external wounds, there were many internal injuries, but no sign of how they were done via the external visible wounds. It was claimed that it would have been impossible for any normal human being to inflict this type of injury, and it was said that his injuries could have been result the result of a new disease, though this theory was never confirmed or denied. <gasps> Dun, dun, dun. Poor Gary. Poor Gary. I know. Got killed by goblins. Got done in by goblins and the oh, wizard. Oh, no. So I kind of feel like really uh, quite a lot of, what's the word? When you're like, not pride, but like, when you're like, oh, yeah, like, they're doing great. Like, I wouldn't go in there. Do you know what I mean? Um, no. <laughs> what a shit way to end my story. <laughs> um, support? You feel no. support for Admiration. Them? Admiration. Yeah, we got there. So they're living their best life down there, killing every fucker that comes in. No, I mean, I feel admiration <laughs> for the ghost hunters, because you wouldn't catch me dead going into where, like, a necromancer wizard once no. lived with an army of goblins. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, too right. Bad enough going into work. Yeah. <laughs> And I in Las Vegas on a Saturday yeah. night. <laughs> so yeah, that's my story of Yester's Castle and it's the Wizard so of Yester. Cool, I love it. I love that you've embellished it as well. Yes, I had to because the original story was like four lines. Was it? And I was like, well, we need to. Yeah, beef it up. We need to beef this up. I a love bit. it. Do you know what? You should post that and then like yeah, we should somewhere post it and on make like... it folklore. Yeah, It'd become new folklore. Yeah. And then people in years to come will go, I don't know where I read it. <laughs> yeah, flash forward 50 years time yeah. and there's a podcast again. I don't know where I read don't this. Don't know where I read it, but... Gary. Gary, folklore. Got done yes, in. the castle. <gasps> no, it's really cool. Well done, you. And Thank well you. done for turning it into a little story all of its own. Oh, thanks. Mm. Very cool. Thank you. Very cool. So we are we signing off now? I think so, yeah. Ready to go? We're ready to go. Oh, okay. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We've had a lovely time tonight. <laughs> and I'm going <laughs> to... Why are you laughing? I just laughing love your outros the best. No, because I'm going to get it wrong. I'm already nervous about it now. I mean, you... <laughs> say that I've laughed at you all night but you basically turned all of my stories into dirty wizard stories dirty wizard sleeve stories dirty wizard sleeve stories <laughs> <laughs> oh um, no it's been great yes. I suppose we should say that by the time this oh, episode yes, goes yeah. out we will hopefully be meeting up with Fingers the guys crossed. from Oddity Files yeah. podcast and the Oddity Files TV show we are super excited so to go excited. and meet up with them in London. Um, if you have not listened to Oddity Files or you haven't checked out the TV series, do go and do it. This is a free plug. They are they the best. They haven't asked us to plug them. No. The TV series is on Amazon Prime. 
and they go ghost hunting on their own with no sort of camera crew. They do it all themselves and they've got some like really good stuff. And then Kitsy and Clayton host a podcast where they release episodes, I think every Friday. It's really Um, cool. And it's great. So we're really looking forward to meeting up with them at the end of March. Yay. So, but by the time this is out, we'll have done it. We'll have done it. (laughs) We'll be able to tell you all about it. Yes. All about our friend frolics. Yes. Um, so if you have enjoyed our podcast, please give us a rate as well. We would like five stars. Thank you very much. But if you don't feel we deserve it, don't leave a rate. Just don't rate us. <laughs> or, yeah, I just can't yeah. help myself. Me, I'm just so bad. I'm so bad at it. I'll just, shall I just I'm do terrible. It? Yeah, you do it. So <laughs> if you enjoyed, the po- well, basically, thanks for listening. Um, if you enjoyed it, do leave a review. Five-star review would be fabulous, but do leave a review wherever you find podcasts. It really does help us in the charts. But failing that, if you don't want to do that, if you don't have time to do that, just tell one of your friends about us. Oh, yes. Just tell one of your friends about Not For The Dinner Table mm. and get them to download and listen because that will also help us too. Yeah. Uh, you can Spread get involved word. and talk to us. Oh, we haven't done Listener's Leftover. Did you have... I thought you had one. No, I don't. They didn't write it down. They were supposed to. I told them to and Uh-oh. they didn't. Okay. Well, we'll Listener's have one next time. Leftovers will be back next week because we weren't organised enough. If you want <laughs> to get in touch... and No, me too, because I, I was meant to have one, um, but the person didn't write into me either. So. Oh. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> We've been let down. I know. So if you want to get in touch with us and email any sort of strange goings-on that you have, any weird folklore from your area, UFO sightings, cryptid sightings, ghost Twister dead, sightings. Yeah, twister sightings. Any sort of yeah. paranormal stuff that you have come across, you can email us at notforthedinnertable at gmail.com. I knew that. Yes. You can follow us on Instagram. At notforthedinnertable. And you can follow us on Twitter at... Not for the dinner table. Or NFTDT. <laughs> Did I get it right? No. Oh. <laughs> it's at NFTDT for Twitter. I don't do Twitter. I know. I do the Twitter. Sorry. Yes. And we love interacting with other podcasters and our fans on Twitter and Instagram. So. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> I know he's not welcome today. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, this is this is literally the longest intro. This is longer than our story, so I'm sorry about that. So we've done we've done the email, we've done the socials. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're done. We're done. So Dave, remember, <laughs> everyone is welcome at our dinner table, except Andrew Greenhouse Cook, who just came in here and opened a bloody beer while we're still recording. Can't wait can't wait a minute <laughs> i can't a hot wait minute. i cannot wait a whole minute <laughs> anyway thank you for listening thank you bye bye bye